Hello, I'm Nicola. And I'm Amy. And this is the Imperfect PT Podcast. The pod to remind you that when it comes to your health, fitness and nutrition, there is no such thing as perfect. We want to reassure you that any step towards a healthier version of you is better than no step at all and share our own experiences of how we also, quite often, are proudly imperfect. Let's celebrate progress over perfectionism. Uh, how long did it take you then to feel normal? Normal, quote unquote, after Christmas. Um, what I did notice, I felt grumpy for quite a few days. Did you? Yeah, I was definitely, I don't know if it was just a bit of a, um, oh, it's all over, all mm. that stress, anticipation, uh, yeah, all the money you plough into it. And it just <laughs> went in a flash of an eye and bat of an eyelid, whatever the expression is. Um <laughs> Yeah, so a bit, bit, bit grumpy, and then I, don't, I was like, "Oh, is that because I'm not drinking anymore? <laughs> is it? Is it? Can I not actually function with no booze in my system? Do I just get really depressive?" But no, I uh, maybe a couple of days, and then yeah, I've honestly I felt so much better. So officially, a week, yeah, a week today, no, what am I? No, day eight. Yeah, um, and I feel so much better. I'm sleeping really, really well few weird dreams here and there nothing new but sleeping really well um functioning far better just that clarity in the morning Mm. when you wake up and there's no fogginess there's no heavy-headedness um and i think the other i was talking to you earlier saying about um no 4am bolt upright hot palpitating Mm. can feel it thrashing in my chest had yeah no real anxiety feelings of anxiety so yeah i am not missing it at all yeah you get to the point with christmas though don't you where you're a bit like oh i just want it all to be over definitely like yeah i've I, spoken to so many of my clients that felt like that as well yeah. of just that I, I don't want to overindulge anymore i want to go back to normal yeah. i want my routine back um i'm sick of feeling sluggish lethargic um yeah i mean for me that lethargy came from definitely overdoing it on the booze yeah no surprise but yeah dry january the yeah. best thing that I could be doing right now. I haven't had a drink since Christmas Eve. No, yeah, you you kind of you gave up early. It wasn't conscious. I ramped up from Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, you you started. I finished. No, I had quite a bit on the twenty second. Uh, I don't think I drank on the twenty third, and then on the twenty fourth I had a pint and a half, and I finished off a bottle of red wine, which was a bit like half a glass in the bottom. And then I fell over on Christmas Day really badly when I was out on a hike and I actually hurt my leg quite oh, bad. I've seen the bruise. Oh, my word. Yeah, and I, it's not for me to say, actually. I'm never the one to be like, oh, I really hurt myself, but I, I did yeah. really hurt myself. And it shook me up a bit and I had I had to have like paracetamol, ibuprofen, and I was just like, I don't really want to drink. And mm. I got to the stage where I was actually sleeping so well over Christmas that I just didn't want to, in, I didn't want anything to impact mm. it. So I haven't had a drink since the 24th and then my routine kind of started back on like the 28th, 29th, mm. definitely the 29th, but 28th I was back in like a regular structure of eating mm. at least breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe slightly larger portions than I still would normally eat. But then from the 29th it was literally back to my normal routine of eating mm. and I didn't train until... When was my first training session? My first training session was the 30th. 
from the 22nd. So I had, but you've done like, a lot of walking. I done, yeah, loads of hiking, but no yeah. lifting weights. Loads of falling over. Loads of falling over, no yeah. lifting weights. So I feel, yeah, I feel real back. back. Like, <laughs> I can't overindulge physically yeah. for like five, six, seven yeah. days. I just can't. Like, I don't. I don't spend that much time with that many people to Well, to see, that again, that that's much. where a lot of mine... Can, we hosted through Boxing Day through till day yeah. after New Year's Day. And then yeah. it had a couple of people come and stay with us yeah. um, last week as well. So it, it's been that, you know, it comes part and parcel. It's yeah. you're entertaining, therefore you sort of partake yourself. Yeah. And the kids didn't go back to school until yesterday. And so yeah. for me, it's always that my routine doesn't return to normal until kids are back at school. Yeah, true. So yeah, as of yesterday, I feel a little bit more right back to normal, in the groove, in control of stuff. Um, but yes, it definitely took its toll but feel 100% better just for knowing I've not had a drink inside me for a good yeah. week or so. And yeah. God, I am not missing it yet. You... I'll keep you posted, listeners. But this is the thing with putting labels on things, isn't it? And this isn't the, po- the point of today's podcast, but it's just really interesting to reflect how you feel. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. like like we talked about in the data podcast, we get so bogged down with everything data is telling us. Mm. We forget to actually check in with ourselves Listen and to think, Absolutely. Oh, think about how we feel. And like... Agreed you're sleeping better you know your skin is brighter you've got more energy you're not getting anxiety like you've got energy in your training sessions sessions like menstrual cycles aside like you feel good you feel really 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 good and I feel the same for actually prioritizing my nutrition a bit more which was something that I had kind of like slacked off over the last few months for lots of different reasons and they're not excuses they're just reasons but you tune back into how you feel and um and what you don't feel like doing and that's the point that is like the thought of drinking another glass of anything literally was going to turn my stomach yeah um and so it's just sitting of an evening going i don't need this i don't want it it's not doing me any good yeah and so Mm. that's that's where i think i've just not even thought about it since a lot of the behaviors that we partake in are very just habitual completely and when it comes to food and drink and sleep habits a lot of it is also probably emotional as well yeah my two main drivers for what I eat and drink and how I eat and drink are either behavioural, habitual, you know, something to do with routine or schedule or emotional. Like yeah. I know the main reasons, the main pulls now that I'm really, really getting those drivers to either drink, overeat, eat less than optimal foods, self-sabotage, not train. They're all emotional. Mm. They're all because mm. I'm like angry stressed tired lonely sad like they're the main things Mm. and I've actually started journaling a lot more um and I'm finding it really 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 helpful Mm. really helpful about like troubleshooting those kind of things but definitely over the Christmas period or any period of holiday you do really notice that you you're just partaking in a way of living that is not optimal for health doesn't serve you doesn't really tick many health boxes apart from the social engagement and the love well, and you know the that's gratitude what i was gonna say of mine a lot of mine comes from people pleasing mm. and being in that social environment yeah. where you feel well i have to partake in this because other people are and mm. are expecting me to and yeah it really led me to question over this christmas is well, why am i why mm. am i doing this for other people it's not making me feel good yeah. why am i p- putting other people's needs ahead of mine yeah so it was a it was an interesting period of time i um, loved you know had some really great times mm. but i'm glad to be getting back into the group and yeah. i think speaking to clients a lot of them are feeling the same way yeah. just 
oh right done move on and but the 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 upside and certainly from coming from the background i've had i'm not letting the guilt weigh heavily definitely it's that thing it's done move on definitely and i've noticed that with you in the last two years that's been a massive thing that you've really shifted in your headspace and mindset and come to terms with that there are times when partaking in those less than optimal behaviours do serve you and yeah. there are times when it doesn't. And yeah. again, it's not about being perfect. Like we're not here saying that it's perfect. We're here saying that it's about practice and yeah. learning yeah. and practicing and getting it wrong yeah. and changing it up. And like we were saying just be we just before we jumped on and start recording, every so often it is really important to take a step back and a bit more of a bird's eye view mm. of your lifestyle, of your nutrition, of your training habits, and just assess what are the areas that maybe you could pay a little bit more attention. And I suppose that um, this podcast is going to be is going to be one of those really mm. into mm. as we delve into the the world of supplements yes so yes welcome back listeners we haven't really we haven't really said hello no hello. that was a drawn out introduction yeah it was it? i know but as you can probably hear we haven't actually recorded together in no. quite a while a so um it's really lovely to be to be back i, I text nikki yesterday i was like i'm so excited to see you so much this year <laughs> and everything we're gonna do and achieve and like get she'll, back recording she'll change her tune and... fairly soon when we're sick to death of each other i do yeah, but that doesn't happen never, never. That doesn't happen it doesn't happen um so yes welcome back and today we are going to delve into the world of supplements um quite apt really in January in that I'm sure you're getting pushed a lot of adverts I'm sure you're being trying to be sold a lot of quick fixes and magic pills um you might already have a supplementation stack um but Nikki and I realized we do um more than we thought (laughs) yes you might um you might want to add to some like gaping holes in your diet or you might not really have thought about supplements at all and we are going to hold our hands up right at the beginning and say we are absolutely no expert. I mean, you can really, really delve into this and there are plenty of podcasts, readings, websites out there that will be a lot more in-depth than our knowledge. However, for the majority of our listeners out there, we are going to tell you basically what we think is important. And if you are Joe Blogs out there, you're not going to be an athlete you're not looking to majorly improve your performance. You're just looking to stay fit, healthy, and try to live a lot as long a life as possible. These are the things you probably need to pay attention to. Yeah, and as Amy said, it's so easy to get sucked into the world of supplements. It is an absolute minefield out there. There are thousands of products on the market. Um, it is a billion-dollar industry. We've got Joe Blogs, ex- you know, Z celebrities promoting this, that, and the other. It is such an easy thing to get sucked into and particularly when maybe at this time of year maybe you have been really tightening up on certain things you've got to the end of January which is probably when this pod will come out Um, maybe you're not seeing the results that you had hoped to see and you think oh what's the missing piece of the puzzle oh yeah it's got to be supplements it's because I'm not taking xyz that such and such is pushing Um, but it is an absolute minefield Um, there's not a lot of regulation around this stuff um, and it is very easy to get suckered into it and spend a living fortune it's big business it's really really big business and there's a reason why Nikki and I take the ones that we do mainly because they're cheap easy easily available easily added into our diet uh, our daily lifestyle routine and they're proven 
yeah. they're proven as well. Um, and believe me, Nikki and I have tried a lot. <laughs> In fact, I've probably gone worse than you, which is a bit surprising over the years. But I've tried <laughs> most things. Rolls reversed. You know. Um, but we we were thinking about angles at which to come at this podcast and in going along with the theme of taking a big step back and an umbrella or bird's eye view what we are about to talk about does not supersede the basics and the first thing you need to do if you're taking a bird's eye view or a big long hard ass look at your lifestyle and trying to see where you can improve your health or behaviors is covering the basics. If you are not getting these fundamental, if you are not getting these fundamental things right, okay, at least 90% of the time, I would say, then you can take all the supplements in the world, but you're probably just throwing your money down the drain, okay? Peeing them down the toilet. Or peeing them down the toilet, yes, good, good. Um, So... We're going to go through the basics and we're going to sound like a broken record. But yeah. to be honest, we don't care because nope. these are the ones that we're having to force ourselves to make take a good long look at as well. We don't get it right all the time. Can we improve? Absolutely. But we're trying, okay? And that's all you have to try and do. And just like we opened the podcast with, like Nick, not drinking for mm-hmm. eight days and your first thing on my list, your sleep mm-hmm. has improved so much, Massively. hasn't it? Yeah. So seven to eight hours of good quality sleep. You might think you don't have seven to eight hours. I can guarantee you do. You just need to give yourself that opportunity. Reference here to our previous pod on sleep. If you haven't listened, tune in. Yes. Because we go through in quite a lot of detail about the importance of sleep architecture and creating the right sort of bedtime routines, that sort of thing. Loads of tips in that pod. So have a listen if you haven't already. Yeah. So sleep is the first thing. I've been really, actually, I listened to a really good podcast that I need to send to you. And it was the um, one of the key research doctors for Whoop. <laughs> I speak about Whoop quite a lot. Again. Sorry, I'm banging on about Whoop. Have you got one yet? You need no. one. I'm banging on about my deliver. Whoop. But she was really, it was so fascinating how passionate she was mm. about health and longevity. And she was saying it's not actually the amount of time you spend in bed that is your key indica- indicator for um, longevity. It's your sleep-wake time. So mm. it's actually going to bed and waking up at the same time mm. each night. Mm. That's the key for your like longevity and actually health marker. So I found that really interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, next on my list, five to ten portions of fruit and veg variety of fruit and veg um work with the seasons see what's in the supermarkets try something different can be as simple as i've mentioned before on a pod of having like a different flavor a different variety of apple or an orange rather than a banana or a passion fruit or a different type of berry or something like that a different type of vegetable in your cooking you know adding in some mushrooms like anyway play play around with it be be um inventive but also know that if you know getting fruit and veg into children for example which isn't always the easiest find the things they love and just keep working on it try and expand their repertoire but if there are if it's only berries they'll eat then go for the berries just to get yeah get the get the portions in there definitely um two to three portions of oily fish okay again for reasons we'll chat about coming up um some form of resistance training as much as you can i would say one to four times a week some kind of cardiovascular training that can even be walking Absolutely. as long as your heart rate is elevated yeah. for at least 15 to 30 minutes per day ideally hydration yep yeah, two to three liters of water a day 
managing your stress levels and then daily sunlight or some kind of daily activity outside of exercise and that is basically just being on your feet and moving around and staying active yeah yeah and an easy one to add on the limiting stress where yeah. possible yeah um, that's it did i say stress i don't know sorry you, you stress me yeah my dog is stressing me right your now. dog is stressing me right now trying to break Bless into him. the room but yes having downstairs. some kind of stress management techniques yes. absolutely um not possible all the time mm. but again what have we done a stress pod no, I don't think we have. Maybe that's for next. The I find it really interesting. It's Ways so to manage, cope with, li- coping limit. mechanisms for stress, different Not types stress of impact. stress. Yeah, I think that's on the stress list. Stress and sleep. Maybe for season three. Yeah. Season three. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so they are our basics. And that's that. Whenever anyone comes uh, asking advice about supplementation, that will be the first line will be Are you nailing on a consistent basis? basis those basics if not there is no point throwing any money at supplements it is not going to plug the gaps that you're looking for yeah um so on a consistent basis are you nailing what we've just talked about um are you no not 100 percent at the time there'll be as say over christmas my sleep was absolutely terrible take christmas out of it like like christmas is an anomaly for anomaly for everyone i tend to think that Monday to Friday, fairly solid. Yeah. Weekends, very much. Nutrition can be impacted. Uh, social occasions creep in. Obviously, you're making less optimal choices. So Monday to Friday, I say I've got it under relatively good control. Yeah. Physical activity, no issue. Always, always, whatever mm. the conditions. Um, but yeah, probably my nutrition is probably the one that varies yeah. the most. Which part of it? Um, Just the quality. Quality. Like, are we talking fruit and veg? Yeah, fish? fruit and veg can slip sometimes. It's when again busyness um, overrides decisions yeah. sometimes, and it is you reach the convenience stuff, even though you know it's less optimal. Um, it's when you've not had time to shop properly, keep you know stock of fresh whole foods in the fridge, things like that. That's that's probably when it takes a backseat, yeah. um, and I know that's no different for the vast majority of people listening to this. It's yeah. the busyness of life that gets in the way of these things you can obviously prep as much as you can you can like look at your diary ahead of time plan ahead life happens shit happens and yeah often it will be my probably nutrition that will that will suffer yeah just wondering Mm. i think i could definitely improve i've started adding salmon back in but i now see this is an interesting one obviously i'm a family of four yeah and i am the only person in this family of four who likes salmon i'd eat it every day probably um but i've got some reluctant fish eaters in my household um Mm. so yeah when you're catering for various needs it's not quite as easy Mm. if i lived on my own yeah you say that though mate you say that exactly so i the last time i bought salmon i bought a bag of six frozen fillets and that's Mm. only because they were on offer Mm. um i used to eat quite a lot of mackerel that's cheap and Mm. easy i do eat a lot of tuna but in terms of oily fish Mm. um yeah i've only just recently started adding salmon back in because i really enjoy it Mm. i same as you we should go to a fish restaurant definitely (gasps) all over that smith's smith's is great yes let's do it um for our birthdays done sorry we're getting very distracted (laughs) we're gonna date each other um yeah oily fish i could definitely do better on the sleep i do the five to ten portions of fruit and veg i easily do like you should see my plates of food they're disgusting how much fruit or veg and salad that i eat cardiovascular training i've just added back in started adding back in to get my heart rate raised at least a couple of times a week don't enjoy it but gotta be done 
Hydration? What you like on your water intake? Mate, I'm, you know I'm amazing. She pees all I the time. Pee all <laughs> the time. So I have at least three to four cups of coffee in the morning before one o'clock. Herbal tea at night. And I will drink sugar-free squash. Mm. Glasses and glasses. and I'll, I'll drink two glasses of squash and a coffee before I leave the house in the morning. And then I'll have another two or three bottles when I'm at work. You pretty much a bottle an hour, seven hundred and fifty ml bottle an hour. Mm. If I've got sparkling water as well in the fridge, I'll drink at least a bottle, a two liter bottle of that a day. Mm. I'm yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But like, See, I, I've never struggled with it either. But I yeah. know there are people out there yeah. who really struggle to get their hydration up or yeah. do, like don't like water. I can't but imagine that. My mum doesn't like water, but she drinks sugar free squash. So oh, drink okay. squash, whatever gets it's it in. Fine. Whatever gets in. And do you know what helps me drink a lot? Mm taking my supplements yeah taking I, your supplements. I, I will chug at least like three glasses of water while you're doing with, that while i'm taking my yeah. supplements and that definitely yeah that gets my morning going yeah okay then nick what sups are you currently taking what i'm currently taking right first of all omega-3 fish oils i use nordic supplements i found them quite a good quality quite palatable i sent you them did you? Yeah, well, thank you for that. You're very welcome. They're good. Um, good, correct quantities and dosage yeah, as well. For, yeah, Like price price point as yeah, well. No, it's and it's, yeah, no, and it's not yeah. crazy expensive stuff. Uh, vitamin D3, vitamin B12. I take creatine alongside vitamin C and magnesium. So I have that in a shaker mm. um, that I have post-exercise. Um, I take essential aminos, uh, whey protein and caffeine. That will okay. be my list. That's your stack. My stack. Your stack. And it is in the routine. And this is the key for me. It is uh, morning, uh, same time every day. Um, again, it helps me hydrate. Um, and I do it without fail, yeah. religiously. Um, do you have a pill box? The... Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too. I, I love have my a pill, pill box. box out the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, I, my pill box comes everywhere yeah, with me I've, even when i was a flight attendant yeah it travels, comes everywhere with me yeah i'm the same and it's like when whenever i go away at christmas anywhere i go my pillbox mm. comes with me because mm. it is so ingrained as part of my yeah. routine as well yeah it feels wrong the, the days that i haven't yeah um, you know i have traveled and it's you know maybe it's mm. not gone with it feels mm. weird i have to take medication every day so like taking that means that i remember it yeah because if i don't take that, that after a few days i start to get a little like some side effects yeah. and knowing that i'm like oh shit i need my pills like yeah. it just goes everywhere with yeah. me yeah, yeah so funny yeah interesting so that's where your stack yeah my stack protein whey protein i at least have a protein shake once every day once every other day maybe mm. there's usually mm. some form of whey protein in there or whey or soy protein protein supplement in there yeah. once every day um omega-3 vitamin b12 vitamin d i missed vitamin d vitamin d3 um and then Did you take that all year or you yeah only... all year round yeah. all yeah, year round too. uh glucosamine i take glucosamine joint supplement oh, i've left that off oh you take that as well i take that too glucosamine joint joint supplement yeah um did i say b12 yeah yeah b12 creatine daily um glutamine i take as well in powder form caffeine and i do take bcaa's when i because a lot of the time i train fasted yeah so i train in the morning and i train fasted so it's not a bad idea for me to take bcaa's um but again like the bcaa's i just keep at work in a powder format Mm. they make my water taste nice and i that's part that i only i don't take them with me like the main non-negotiables that go in my pill box are 
omega-3, vitamin D, glucosamine, vitamin B12, and then I got my medication as well. Yeah. So yeah, even creatine. My creatine stays at home, so I take it every day before I leave the house. But if I'm not at home, I don't take it with me. It's right. fine. There's enough in my in my system. Mm. So and the, the, yeah, there's evidence, and we will talk about creatine in more detail. But there is evidence to say that you you can live off the stores that yeah. you've got for at Four least weeks. yeah yeah. Um, so what have you? bought into them pal <laughs> i'm worse than you so i don't know why you're laughing do you know i i f- f- listeners you will know that i tend to go a little bit i'm a bit all or nothing kind of creature and you probably would have predicted that i'd be the one who's been conned into everything you know supplement wise going and there, there was a time when i first joined uh the crossfit community i that i was sort of i came alive to the whole idea of supplements and thought again oh that's the missing piece of the puzzle and as soon as i would engage with anyone who remotely sounded like they knew what they were talking about i would suddenly go oh i obviously need that yeah but i think knowing the sort of person i am i had to really be careful and not get dragged down that sort of path mm. Um, because I would be taking absolutely everything and spending a living fortune. The things I have been suckered into, I've done the whole um, athletic greens, so powder greens, um, which I do, I think there are, there is value too, but I couldn't abide the taste. Yeah. So I was very sporadic in taking it um, and eventually went, why are you doing this to yourself, Nicola? It tastes like shit. So cut that out. I'm definitely <laughs> Sorry, done. Athletic Greens, if you're Sorry, about to sponsor Sorry, I know. Us. <laughs> I'm going to regret that. Um, apple cider vinegar. Chug that like there's oh no tomorrow. Oh my God, tomorrow. I used to shot that in the morning. What? Uh, Still quite popular, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, gummies, you know, versions yeah. of it that are a bit more palatable. Yeah. I've done the hair and nail gummies. Okay. Um, I have done some weight loss teas over the over my time. Yeah. Um, but as I say, I, that, that's kind of where I drew the line because I just saw it as a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, and that I could see myself, yeah, spending absolutely every penny I had thinking that that was the answer to everything. And yeah, any celeb pushing anything, I'd be like, Ooh, what's that about? Yeah. So I know myself and I've had to kind of draw a line. What I've never gone near, I've never taken BCAAs. I've, I don't do glutamine. I don't do fat burners. I don't do pre-workouts. Because I think I see myself as, I'm not an athlete. I'm quite aware of that. Therefore, I'm really going to waste my money. Oh, I absolutely am an athlete, Nicola. Well, Uh, you are in those realms. No, I'm not. When you compare to me. No, no, absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. But like, um, for me with BCAAs, it's just training fasted, which I do Mm. a lot and quite early. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I've done apple cider vinegar. I've done weight loss teas. I've done green tea powder and green tea tablets. I've done raspberry ketones. Did you ever do raspberry ketones? I did. Yeah, there was a big thing about raspberry ketones. Do you remember that? Oh, that brings it back. So funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've done that. I think, honestly, I think that's about it. I think I haven't done any like fat burners. Mm. They were all like raspberry ketones and green tea powders and weight loss teas. I Mm. think they were all designed with some kind of thermogenic effect. But yeah, that's, I haven't really done it since I was a lot younger. But again, our mindset has shifted, mate. This isn't all in the quest to be smaller anymore, is it? No, it's true. So, you know, that was when we were very much in the realm of must be smaller, must be skinny. Must fat. Yeah, shed fat. So, yeah. So we've pretty much done most things. Most things. Not done steroids. No, I've never touched. never touched steroids. Someone asked me that quite seriously once. They were like, have you ever taken steroids? I was like, Mm. no. Mm. No, never. I don't think I, I'd, no, I don't think, I never would. In fact, I don't even think I would. I never would. What's the point? But there's people who think creatine's a steroid. True that, true that. There's people who think whey protein's a steroid. That's true. So, you know, yeah, very true. Um, So, again, 
to caveat everything we're about to say and of like covering the basics um we are just going to comment on the most proven well-researched health promoting supplements that we would recommend taking you don't need to add to your supplement stack like we do we have multiple reasons why we both take the things we take Mm -hmm. but these things are things that i recommend to my clients as the basic minimum Mm. um and then anything else you think you may need you should probably go and seek medical advice for or at least get some blood work done so you know if you're taking iron supplements magnesium supplements um vitamin any other vitamin or mineral okay go and get some blood work done some medical blood work done not a little pinprick off and pack off the internet you know and actually see where the gaps are um but again once you've assessed your diet Yeah. yeah and it's coming from a place of if you are struggling with certain symptoms so you suspect there could be deficiencies um then that is the time to seek medical advice um but also if you're falling into certain categories like whether you follow a vegan or vegetarian diet so there might be um vitamins minerals missing from Mm. your diet um or if it's you're cutting out entire food groups um your intermittent fasting quite a lot those those are the sort of areas that we might be looking to plug gaps and therefore go down the supplement route um obviously if you are considering or trying to get pregnant or you are pregnant there will be needs there folic acid for example um if you are um housebound or generally you're not getting a lot of sunlight again there's a big need for vitamin d there um the elderly population creatine is is now looking like it's it could be quite good potentially for for the elderly population to be taking so it's not just about meatheads who are sweating out in the gym creatine can actually be quite useful across the board but again we'll go into more detail about creatine um we're not really going to talk about kids either um kids supplementation is a separate issue should kids be supplementing yeah there are areas in the children's diet that are deficient but again um if you've got any worries or concerns you can either send us a message or you know yeah. talk to your diet or definitely your healthcare providers healthcare for that providers. if they're if you, we know how, how children can be particularly fussy with their eating veg can be very fruit veg can be very difficult to get into kids um so yes any concerns about any deficiencies they might have definitely speak to your health providers yeah. first yeah Right, after we've caveated the oh, Jesus out yes, of that. Yes, we really have covered our asses. Yeah, shall we get into it? Let's we've only been talking for half an hour already. <laughs> um, right, nice, quick, easy one. Whey protein, okay? Um, supplementing your diet is adding in something you're not already getting. And if you are struggling to get your recommended daily allowance of protein... So recommended daily allowance to starve off any adverse health effects from the government is 60 grams. Nikki and I will both advocate that for resistance training individuals, that is not enough. For women as you age, that is also not enough. If you've got any kind of um, muscle building goal, fat loss goal, or just general health goal, Mm -hmm. I would advocate that that is absolutely not enough. So take a protein supplement, so easily available now, so cheap so many more flavors mix so well like like we've spoken about last week with the health halo and food label podcast or the week before sorry um these things are everywhere okay so the best form you can get it in the best i mean the purest quality would be a whey protein isolate you don't need to take an isolate it's a little bit more expensive a whey protein shake is totally fine 
you're looking for about 20 to 30 grams of protein per serving, roughly about 90 to 110 calories. Very cheap, very easy. Look for minimal sugars, minimal sweeteners to avoid any um, digestive in like digest digestive impact. Mm. It can give somebody mm. quite bad farts or quite bad poopies um so yeah and that like honestly that's it take it with water Mm. take it with milk use it as a snack mix it with yogurt um just experiment with it often described rather than a supplement it's a superfood it's just so it's just food because it is so readily available easy to consume really good to plug the gap if you are not getting enough protein elsewhere in your diet or if you are on the go if you are yeah constantly time poor it's a really good go-to yeah God, Chester is going mad downstairs. Oh, I'm so sorry. Bless him. So funny. I'm crying so inside funny. as well. Um, so yeah, protein. I think, you know, there's it still astounds me the amount of people that think that it's bad for you or are very uneducated about mm. it. And I know I'm guilty with that being my echo chamber that I'm surrounded with people that do take it regularly and I take it regularly. But yeah, get it in. Get it in there. And it's so easy and cheap to do, all yeah. right? It's probably become a bit more of a minefield now and that's probably what makes it quite confusing, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't need to be. Yeah. So protein done. Um, omega-3 next, yeah. mate? Fish oil supplements. Um, provide the body with essential omega-3 fatty acids. Um, and they're important for regulating inflammation and they're essential to heart, brain and vision health effectively. And cardiovascular health as and well. Ca- yeah, uh, musculoskeletal. Oh, God, I can't even say it. Musculoskeletal. musculoskeletal. There you go. So we can get these in our diet. Yes. All right. Um, Through oily fish like salmon, anchovies, sardines, mackerel. Yeah. Um, and you're wanting, uh, you, as you said at the outset, about three decent servings yeah. a week if you can. We appreciate that comes. It's not necessarily palatable for everybody not everyone likes oily fish um, and it can be quite expensive so that's potentially where looking to supplement might come in handy you've got a few other sources like walnuts and flax seeds as well but again like we talked about in the food label podcast getting your dosage of omega-3 from things like walnuts and flax seeds is going to be really really difficult and it's like with anything variety matters the more variety you can get in your diet so the more omega-3s you can get from different sources the more other bases of health you're going to cover Mm. in terms of vitamins and minerals Mm. so yeah the health benefits of omega-3 are just so far-reaching regulating blood pressure maintaining healthy body weight regulate the immune function support positive mood Oh, mood. Yeah, apparently. Oh. Um, and it's just in terms of things like atherosclerosis. So mm-hmm. that really bad fat that builds up inside your arteries and can cause heart attacks, cardiovascular disease, helps um, things like your blood glucose markers. So it helps protect, protect you against diabetes. There's even been research in omega-3 around COVID and actually your respiratory yeah. conditions yeah. as well. It's a really, really powerful anti-inflammatory um and the research is quite heavily weighted towards brain health as well so Mm -hmm. you're you know think of omega-3 so it is basically a fat like a fish oil think of it like the lubrication to your brain and your joints your bones everything like that so it keeps you functioning and like well lubricated basically um the key thing with omega-3 is it contains two types of uh, two types of fatty acids so there's EPA and DHA I'm not going to go into it too much do you know the, the full names yeah those no I can't that's unpronounceable. all yeah. you just need to know EPA and DHA yeah. but the main 
issue with Omega-3 is don't buy a cheap one because what will happen is you don't get the actual recommended dosage of those two fish oils. Yep. So you'll, you might get a cheap one, but you might see on the side of the packet that it recommends you take three tablets three times a day. You'll be rattling around yeah. and you'll probably forget. So I think the one, I think the Nordic one you've got, mate, is two tablets a day. It is, yeah. The yeah. one I've got at the moment, I went on price point, but to get the recommended daily dosage, I have to take three tablets a day. Yeah. It doesn't bother me taking yeah. three tablets. So yeah. I take three tablets. But again, make sure that you are taking enough to get the recommended dosage. Yeah. And it is worth paying a ten or more. Agreed. It will last you longer and it will cover those health benefits. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's omega three. Oh, also, I just want to say for vegetarians and vegans, if you can, if you don't want to take a fish oil for vegetarian vegans, you can get a um, like a kelp oil or a krill oh, oil yeah. or a algae algae oil. Algae yeah. oil. Um, have a look into something like those, but yeah. again, make sure you're getting the recommended yeah. dosage and recommended for pregnancy and breastfeeding as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's omega three, definitely again one that we both do, one I do very consistently. Um, next, vitamin D, vitamin D, known as the sunshine vitamin, um, essential for maintaining proper bone integrity, neuromuscular function, normal inflammatory response, muscle strength, calcium, magnesium, phosphate absorption, um, healthy immune response, normal blood pressure. Again, the list is endless, um, and one of the ones that is most commonly uh, you see um, most levels of um, inadequate levels of um, it's estimated that 88 percent of the population receives less than the optimal levels of vitamin uh, vitamin D yeah. and a billion people worldwide have vitamin D deficiencies yeah. mainly due to lifestyle and that's obviously not spending enough time outdoors whether that's impacted by air pollution shift patterns that sort of thing yeah. so it's pretty much bordering on a worldwide epidemic um, and it's what's scarily seeing developments of things like disorders like um, rickets in some yeah. children in, in some parts of the world yeah. um, symptoms often of deficiencies are things like weakness fatigue um aches and pains um poor bone health um it can actually play quite a big part in developing osteoporosis um so it, it's quite a big deal it's a big deal and key things to mention about vitamin d is you can get it from food you know there was a big thing recently about mushrooms you can get it in mushrooms yeah. you can get it in eggs cheese it's fortified in a lot of foods like milk plant-based milk and grains like oats but not enough in the quantities that we need. Yeah, yeah. It's also a fat-soluble vitamin. Yeah. So you need to have some fat in your diet in order to be able to absorb it to where it needs to go. So taking it with an omega-3 is a good idea or actually mm-hmm. making sure that you're eating good quality sources of good quality dietary fat like olive oil like avocados like walnuts like almonds like maybe some full fat um dairy like greek yogurt or something Mm. like that Mm. okay so just things to be mindful of in the northern hemisphere where we have obviously quite varying ranges of daylight we don't get it we don't get vitamin Mm. d in enough Mm. levels so we are gonna have to be prepared to supplement again it's really cheap really easy yeah. just make sure you're getting the enough the recommended yeah. dose and people that it may be again even more important um to take it if you cover up for cultural reasons or you're housebound in older age um you might be um, at increased risk yeah. um so just yeah consider that yeah um good to know at least 15 minutes of sunlight exposure directly onto the sun obviously yeah. we are very um aware of the risks of skin cancer and i think that has elevated um 
the susceptibility of people to vitamin D deficiencies over the years. Um, so again, within um, within reason, just make sure that you, your skin is actually being exposed for a limited time. Even then, though, mate, the I don't proper absorption. I don't think in the northern hemisphere we get the right radiation, the right level of mm. radiation for it to be enough. Even then, I was having a look at something earlier. It was like there's certain degree of diff like radiation that you need, and exactly like if you're wearing SPF 50 mm. every day, which you probably should be to protect your yeah, skin against absolutely. skin damage. Yeah, it's like it's one of those like it's a really hard balance. So mm. just cover the base by mm. taking this up. Yeah, take this up is so cheap. Um, and those two, omega three and vitamin D, and a decent protein powder, they are the three non negotiables that I will yeah. recommend to every single one of my clients. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are we gonna? Should we do creatine? I think we should do. Creatine. Should we do creatine? Let's do creatine. Nikki and I are on a very big creatine um, <laughs> push at the moment, aren't we? Um, so creatine is not a steroid. Creatine is the most heavily researched uh, sports supplement. Mm. So I, I would say probably second to maybe or like joint with caffeine, like yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of being like a sports in something to improve sports performance. The thing about creatine that people don't realise is we have it anyway. Yeah. It's in our muscles. We find it, we have it anyway, and it plays a very key part in cell metabolism. So when we have increased availability of creatine in our cells, it can increase the rate or enhance the rate at which our cells metabolise. So it can help us reduce the risk of disease. And it has loads of different benefits throughout our lifespan. So we already have stores of it, all right? All we're doing by supplementing with it is helping increase and support those stores. It's made in the liver and it's made in the pancreas and it helps with production of energy when our body is either under high demand because of exercise, high demand because of neurological load or high demand because of maybe stress. So it can actually really help when you're under those phases of increased physical or mental activity and it's stored in the cells. Mm. So it's not like you need to be like, oh, I'm heading in for a big meeting. I better take my creatine. You just take it every single day and it gets stored in those cells ready for when it needs to be used. Um, Consider it just topping up the tank. Exactly. And it is, it, we do uh, get creatine through um, an omnivorous diet as well. So things like red meat, fish and chicken mm. all contain creatine as well. Mm. So typically vegan, uh, vegans or vegetarians might have a lower resting creatine concentration. So again, it's something that if you are, if that is how you eat, then it might be a good idea yeah. to supplement. Um, and are you going to notice a noticeable are you going to notice a noticeable are you going to notice a difference from taking creatine no probably not the most the most the highest demographic of people that will actually notice a difference is mainly in older adults or older individuals that resistance train because they tend they're not the most they're not in the most prime state for muscle building they tend to be mostly like anabolic so muscle degenerative so actually topping up those creatine stores along with some kind of resistance training it can actually help promote lean body mass and lean body tissue especially if you're a woman so if you're a woman and you're really struggling to lose body fat you maybe build a little bit of muscle maybe you know shred a little bit of weight um, I hate that word shred. I don't know why I said that. I apologise. Mm. You know, taking creatine, you're probably going to notice a bit of a difference if mm. you've never taken it before, mm. as well as having some um, really good neurological impacts. Like females, I was reading research earlier, have 70 to 80% 
lower stored creatine than males so it's going to have benefits for females in both pre and post menopausal women when used in conjunction with resistance training um, as well as mood as well as cognitive function which again around that pre peri post menopausal time are the things that make women tend to mm. tend to complain mm. of um again have i just found research that supports my bias probably you know but there's more than one study out there that will support mm. its use. I've just got my mum onto it recently and she went, well, am I going to feel any different? I was like, no. She went, well, what's the point? I said, well, do you feel any different from taking your vitamin D every day? She was like, okay, point yeah. taken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the amount of people I've spoken to that say, oh, I started taking it, but I didn't feel any different. So I stopped. You're not going to suddenly feel like fucking Wonder Woman. You're just not. All the other classic. Oh, I've heard it makes, it makes me put on weight. Yeah. I'm going, the scales are going to creep up. Mm, yeah. And to a degree, that may actually be... There's substance to that in that creatine supplies the muscles with better hydration. So it will make the muscles feel fuller and therefore it might affect scale weight. Yeah. And that at the outset... That works by pushing water into the cells. That's all that happens is you retain a bit more water. What it isn't is increased body fat. Exactly, exactly. Um, So yes, I know for some people who are very wedded to the scales and who might see a small increase when they first start taking it, that might be a little bit of a shock to the system. But know that it will level itself out. It's just a short-term impact and it isn't body fat. Yeah, and... When you start taking it, if you look on the side of the packet, it might suggest that you have a loading phase. Um, If you're worried about putting on a bit of water weight or the scales jumping up, don't do the loading phase. Mm. I never did a loading phase. Just start taking five grams a day. It's Mm. a powder. It doesn't taste of anything. It dissolves. If you get creatine monohydrate, a very fine powder, it dissolves very easily in water. Um... I put it in your coffee yeah. like it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant yeah. so there yeah. are other there are other formulations of creatine but monohydrate is like the most typically found in commercial powders yeah. um and generally tends to be the most palatable and easy digestible so it's yeah it's probably the only one you really need to yeah. worry about there's tablets as well you can take tablets if you yeah. prefer but yeah, yeah. It's up to you. um i just think it's the research around it with the demographic of people that Nikki and I work with, it's the one thing that when you look at the research, how safe, how it's efficacy, like I don't understand why you wouldn't. Mm. I really don't. Mm. And particularly if you resistance train, you're worried about losing some strength and you're worried about losing independence or your neurological mm. function. Definitely. Well, this is that if it's a, if it can, if it does make small improvements is what we're saying to sort of muscle mass and that sort of thing it could mean the difference in older age between falling over or not. Mm. So that in itself, again, when we're looking at staring down the barrel getting a bit older, it's just worth including. Exactly. And it's actually quite cost effective. Oh, it's so cheap. not expensive. Mine costs like go. 12 quid for yeah. a, uh, a tub that will give you 60 servings. Yeah. That's six It'll pounds you, a month. Last you a decent yeah. stretch of time. And so like it's inexpensive. And like we were saying earlier, like I don't, I'll take it every day I'm at home, but I didn't take it with me when I went away, but it will remain in your stores for yeah. up, up to about four weeks. Yeah. So, you know, if yeah. you're, if you forget to take it or you, you know, you're worried about the money, just, you could even cycle it week on, week off. Like yeah. you don't, you don't need to. I mean, it's so cheap and cost effective, yeah, but, but usual d- dosage is around three to five grams a day. Yeah. And that is very easy take, yeah, to take. Yeah. It's whether it's powder form or, or tablet form. Yeah. Um, what do you want to chat about next, mate? B12? B12. Yeah. Another um, popular choice. Um, 
I think particularly for people who, again, follow maybe a plant-based vegan diet, um, natural occurring sources, um, it's found in meat, liver, milk, eggs, uh, things like fortified breakfast cereals, uh, fortified plant milks, um, nutritional yeast flakes, that sort of thing. So it is, it, it can be found in food sources, um, but if your diet is perhaps lacking in some of those things, it's maybe yeah. one of the things to top up on. Um, injections are common. Yeah, This is like a latest highly unregulated, thing. I hear. Highly unregulated, done for improvements in energy. Mm. Um, some people swear by them. Um, I'm not going to tell somebody that something doesn't work for them. A placebo effect is still a placebo effect. If you know? it works, it works. All I will say is I would not be getting somebody to inject something into me if I can very easily and cheaply take mm. it in pill form, mm. that's all. And also, do you really need it? If you are suffering from energy deficiency, first of all, what are your blood saying? And second mm. of all, are you getting enough fucking sleep? Mm. Like, I'm mm. getting really angry about the sleep thing, mate. I really am. Like, get to bed we know, earlier. From all the research we've done, we know it is a significant pillar of health. Yeah. And so many of these gaps that we're identifying, you can be plugged with a decent yeah. night's sleep like, before you've even touched a pill. Sleep when you're dead. Okay, but well you're going to die sooner mm, if you don't sleep absolutely. now. And I am all for having a bloody good time mm. and making mm. the most of opportunities that get put in front of you. Absolutely. Mm. But please look after yourself and actually just get to bed an hour yeah. earlier. It will improve your quality of life. It will improve the quality of your relationships. Yeah. It will improve your capacity to cope with stress. It will improve your performance at work. Yeah, cognitive function, yeah. the ability to reason, to rationalise everything. It's just, it's life-changing. If you can get into a decent routine of sleep, there are so many benefits yeah. that far outweigh any expenditure on the supplement front. Yeah. New parents aside, I completely empathise with you. Oh, yeah. We, as we identified in our sleep yes, pod. Yes, yes. Sorry, refer to sleep pod. Refer to uh, sleep pod where we are very empathetic yeah. with new parents. So yeah, just be aware if you're taking B12 because you're suffering low energy, get your bloods done, get to sleep an hour earlier, make sure you're actually getting enough fruit, vegetables, vi- uh, meat, maybe um, fish, oil, fish, oily fish, etc, etc. Use caffeine where you need to and then maybe supplement with B12. I started taking it because I cut down massively on my meat consumption yeah, and in it's, the beginning uh, of the year. That was my my driver for, yeah, yeah I don't, I'm not, I wasn't getting regular um, sources of meat. So yeah, yeah, yeah I thought cool. best to supplement. Um, magnesium's the other yes. one I've been asked about a little bit. So I thought it was like quite beneficial mm. to include. I don't take it myself, do you? I do in uh, effervescent tablet form. Okay. So again, dissolve it with my... Um, creatine okay and my vitamin c and um have i noticed massive dif- it's only probably been in the last six months um i've i i was drawn to it by things uh, like improvements in sleep patterns things mm. like that um but other benefits um it's a good supplement for optimal health it, it apparently it's required for more than 600 enzyme reactions in the body okay. um but people most at risk of magnesium deficiencies are those who consume, consume diets high in processed foods, mm. have blood sugar abnormalities, diabetes, and potentially drink large amounts of alcohol. Yeah. Maybe that's what drew me to it. <laughs> so I, you know, the, again, very similar to you, like 
the small amount of research I did was energy production, bone health, cardiovascular regulation, DNA and protein synthesis. But the fact is it's mostly available from our diet. So lots of green leafy veg, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, whole grains, meat, fish, cereals. And um, cereals are fortified with it. Again, like you said, can help lower blood pressure. And again, there's, there's two reasons I've heard of people taking it. One is for the sleep and the other is for DOMS. So delayed onset yeah. muscle so- soreness, so physical recovery. Yeah. So, so again, can, creatine, very good for that as well. True, yeah. Not going to stop DOMS, but it will help. Yeah, help recovery. Um, and obviously, the, the quicker you can recover from physical activity, the more you can, go, more again. You can go again. Yeah. Um, so it's... There's a couple of ways you can take it. You can take it in like tablet or powder form, like Nick says, or if it's for DOMS, you can take it dermally through the skin. So yeah, there's a lot sprays. of sprays. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I mean, just as an example, like just be aware of who's trying to push you this. So I looked at one study. I've looked at a few studies, but this stood out to me. There was a randomized controlled trial in 2021, which shows marginal improvement in sleep in older adults. The marginal improvement was 16 minutes. Like, Mm. again, that's just one controlled trial. If it helps, if taking it helps get you in a nice sleep routine, Mm. if you maybe have it in some bath salts, Mm. which gives you a nice relaxed bath, if, you know, you spray it or something like that, then maybe it's the combination of that Mm. that will actually Mm. help you get to sleep. It's cheap, it's easily available. So, you know, if you've got a bit bit of spare cash lying around and you notice a difference, then, you know, knock yourself out. Again, even if it provides that placebo effect. Exactly. And you're sleeping better because you think something's working for you, then crack on. All I would say from my limited knowledge, research and data is that there are probably other factors impacting your sleep more than the fact that you're not taking magnesium. Mainly being eating too late, late at night, eating the wrong foods, eating too much sugar, caffeinating too, caffeinating late, in too late at night. Like they are the yeah. low hanging fruit yeah. um, that I would focus on first yeah. before you start adding in magnesium. Yeah, yeah completely agree with that. Mm. Um, and actually on the subject of sleep aids, have you ever, do you take any kind of sleep sedative? No, even when I was a flight attendant. The mm. only thing I ever took when I, so I know a lot of flight attendants used to take melatonin. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I never took it. I, I've heard melatonin can. Oh, melatonin! It's that. Uh, it's the hormone sleep, or yeah, the vampire yeah. hormone. Yeah. Um. And and we it naturally um, levels of melatonin increase, and that's what we need to go off to sleep. Um. I have heard taking melatonin can induce some crazy dreams. Mm, I've, as I said, never took it myself. Yeah, no, um. Never. The only thing I ever took when I was a flight attendant was. Um, Panadol night because we could get you couldn't get it over here but you got it in Dubai and it was mm-hmm. basically just like a um, paracetamol just with something in it that would but again mm. it was just I got to, I don't like taking stuff unnecessarily and I would rather know if I had slept or know yeah. if I hadn't yeah. slept so yeah. I have never taken anything to try and knock me out the only thing I will only ever take something when I'm ill yeah and I don't was it you were saying to earlier. I haven't been ill in over a year now. It's I haven't just, even had a cold. Because you're supplementing. It's because I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. It's because I'm sleeping and I have yeah. a normal sleep wake time. And yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Everyone's going to get really bored of me. But it's it's probably because I'm sleeping. No, yeah. I've never really taken anything. Have you? The only again just through illness. But mm. you know, and my fear of getting hooked 
on something mm. that I then become reliant on and I, I associate that as being the yeah. only reason I can sleep. I fear that mm. the anxiety of not taking that for whatever Would reason you've missed it for a night, you've been away, whatever, yeah. if, then the anxiety creeps in that you're yeah. not going to be able to sleep that night and mm. you keep yourself awake because you're a- anxious about it. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't want to go down that. Um, the only thing I've taken through illness has been night nurse. Night nurse, um, yeah. Oh, my Christ, I hate the stuff. Yes, it works. It works too well. I then feel so groggy, groggy. the following day, like a, it, yeah. to the point of I just don't feel like I'm awake yeah. the entirety of the following day. We, so it's a last resort. We had to be so careful when we were flight attendants at what we could and couldn't yeah, take anyway. Bit, yeah. um, I'd rather know I hadn't slept and I felt like shit. Yeah, yeah. And I could say to somebody, yeah. I haven't slept. Can you just keep yeah. an eye on me? Because you know, it, there's nothing worse than just feeling groggy and having oh, to talk to me. Just before. and just not, yeah. oh, not functioning. Dire. Horrible. Anyway. Um, last thing to mention, I think we just, we're just going to mention a little bit about multivitamins, like benefits and drawbacks. So benefits, very cheap, very easily available. You can get them in most supermarkets, low level supermarkets as well. They are cheap and easily available because they usually don't contain the recommended dosages. And please don't take them and then not try and optimise your diet. They are not a cover-all base. They are, yeah, they're they're cheap for a reason. But if you really want to, you know, get into this and think about your long-term health, you're going to have to think about this a little bit more specifically yeah. than just a multivit. Agreed. Um, and the danger of like the mega dosing, it's mm. just more work your body's going to have to do to process what you're putting in it, um, work harder to excrete it, um, and yeah, just putting undue pressure. So yeah, really have a think about whether it's required um, and whether actually your money, your hard-earned cash could be better spent investing yep. in decent nutrition a gym membership for example um you know there's there's so many other better places your money can can go so yeah. look at that first before you consider the multi but yes it's a good maybe a good just in case um but it might it just might not be necessary yeah yeah anything else um well other gr- i think we touched on it at the outset other groups that might need to consider again pregnancy or anyone thinking of conceiving um anyone pregnant so supplementing with yeah folic acid um vitamin d if you are housebound or you yeah. don't get out a lot um b12 if you're veggie or vegan B12, yeah, and protein we've, t- we've done that um kids we've touched on yeah. i think that's it really collagen was the other with the other one. Oh, mate Midlife. we weren't even gonna touch it you've brought it up now just to say <laughs> never have yeah never have i've been asked about it yeah i've been asked there's different types you can take Honestly, I don't know enough about it. I haven't delved into the research. I had a little bit of a look in researching this podcast. The everything I researched about aging, skin elasticity, bone and joint health said that there needs to be more research. Yeah, the agreed. you know, the effects are minimal and there needs to be more research. It's a classic YouTube celebrity, someone's made it fashionable, someone yeah. started charging a lot of money. Yeah for optimized collagen and everybody's jumped on the bandwagon yeah. because everybody wants to try and be a little bit younger or help you know you know i but, definitely think yeah. it suffers from that 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 yeah, yeah celebs jump on the bandwagon and then we're yeah. just completely suckered into it yeah but consider foods contain collagen yeah. things like beef pork fish mm, all contains absolutely. collagen so just if you're concerned just up your up your intake of that exactly. instead of investing in yeah crazy kick-ass yeah. prices of collagen um bottom line stuff um greatest gifts you can have in life is good health so oh deal god with that was very wise i was not Jesus expecting Christ. that 
primary way to achieve good health is eating nutrient-dense food, taking regular physical activity, staying hydrated, prioritising your sleep, limiting stress, all the stuff we talked about at the outset. Um, There is simply no replacement for that. So none of this supplementation is necessary until you are nailing all of the basics. Um, It can help you reach your health goals. Um, Certainly creatine I took more seriously the more I was weight training. Um, I just thought if I'm investing this amount of time and effort in my weight training, why wouldn't I supplement with creatine? Mm. Um, Whatever, whatever the goal, whatever you're looking to plug, speak to the professionals, do your own independent research. Don't just be suckered into whatever pretty packaging or, you know, Z-list celebrity endorsements. Don't be suckered into it. Really think about why is it you're, you're using this? What is it you're hoping to achieve? And is it really necessary? Absolutely. Because there is a lot of unregulated, um, under-researched, um, a lot of shit out there that you can yeah you can spend your hard-earned cash on there's definitely a lot of shit out there yeah for sure for sure and read the dosage and the instructions so whatever Mm. you are taking make sure you're um doing it at the safe um, level for you you as the individual and because what suits you and your needs isn't necessarily the same as the next person Uh, i just want to touch on dosage as well if you're in any doubt as to what you should how much you should be taking um i use examine.com so there is a subscription service but it is also for the information that you or i would need the free is absolutely fine go on examine.com type in the supplement that you are interested about it will tell you its efficacy so Mm. its actual relative um safety and you know safe usage Mm. um how effective it is and also the recommended dosage and then you can go into Holland and Barrett, other supplement stores are available, and you can make sure that you're actually yeah. taking the right amount. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend that. Um, Consistency would be the other part. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you, well, there's several aspects to this. You can't suddenly throw the kitchen sink at these things. Take seven, eight different supplements for the first time not really knowing therefore what might be improving things what might be a complete waste of time take it one at a time if you're going to invest in these things do it logically do it in sort of like a scientific research um kind of approach is just one at a time take it for long enough to work out if it's going to make a difference alongside all the other hallmarks that we talked about um so yeah throwing the kitchen sink at this is not going to be helpful um so think about it systematically um yeah but consistently and doing it yeah sort of setting reminders or like i said at the outset taking it at the same sort of time of day yeah in the morning while i have my coffee my pillbox is there i take my creatine in my water before i have my coffee and then take my sups yeah standard and also don't expect to suddenly feel amazing i think i said that already like you just keep taking them low level it's gonna you're not gonna feel any different but you are covering those health bases Yeah. yeah And don't don't jack it in too soon either. Yeah. Some people, again, the impatience of people generally these days, it's like mm. if they don't see overnight results, well, that's it. It's obviously not feel working. any different. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's going to take time. Right, Enough that's said. Sups. Done. Um, what you got for me, mate? Win or confession? Um, I I think I think I'll go win win generally in um what we were talking about from the outset of not of just getting through the festive period and not beating myself up about Mm. decisions that I did or didn't make um, and not dwelling on it, moving on, just seeing, yep, 
it was it, it was a phase of life. I enjoyed that phase of life. I didn't make the great decisions at times, um, but it's done. I'm moving on, mm. and I'm back in the groove, and I'm enjoying not drinking. Good. So it's kind of wins at the minute. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no big, no big confession. Mm. Yes, there were. There's several things of, oh. <laughs> I might have been delving into the Haribo again (laughs) because the worst thing my my parents did was buy my son, Zachary, a big tub of Haribo that he's keeping in his bedroom. Sure. And uh, you're cleaning his bedroom. Every time I'm making his bed, cleaning his bedroom, (gasps) there might be the odd little delve into the Haribo tin. That's the only confession I'll make at this point. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Stop buying Haribo. Yeah. No, you will love it. You enjoy it. I do love a Haribo. I had my last mince pie today. Again. Oh, I love it Get in the bin. I love it. Mince pie and a hazelnut protein pudding. It was delicious. Give me the protein pudding. Leave behind the mince pie. Real nice. Um, Probably a win for me as well, mate. Like, um, falling over on Christmas Day actually really scared me Mm. a little bit. Like, I was on my own in the middle of nowhere on the worst day to be in the middle of nowhere because there was literally nobody else mm. around. Thankfully, it was light. I really hurt myself. For a split second, I thought I'd broken my leg. Um, and it made me very, very, very grateful to have the strength and the independence and the resilience that I do have. And it also made me think fuck, I have to carry on doing this forever. Because if there is ever a point where I can't be on my own in a forest falling Mm. over and be not able to get myself back up again, Mm. like there's something really wrong. And it it just proved to me that this shit works. Amen to that. And like, yes, I might sound a little bit, you know, belligerent about it, a little bit determined about it, a little bit stubborn about it, Mm. like getting to sleep, eating everything right, getting enough protein in, training four to five times a week. But it's there's a reason I'm doing this. Yeah. And did I do plenty of sitting on my ass watching Ted Lasso? Yeah, I really did. And that was just as wholesome. Yeah. But also, when I really, really needed it to, my body showed up for me and it recovered. And yes, I hurt my leg and I couldn't run. I could. I was back out walking the next day for a three hour hike, but I couldn't run. I couldn't jump. The impact of it was really bad. It was very tender to touch. I had a massive egg on my leg that looked like a second knee. It was, it was bad. Mm. Um, but my body recovered very quickly and I didn't have a, that's the reason I didn't have a drink from Christmas Eve onwards. Cause I was like, I don't want to add anything else into my body that it's going to have to deal with while it's trying to recover from yeah. this. But my body did me a good and, and I'm mm. proud of it. And it gave me a newfound respect for it beyond aesthetics. Mm. Um, I like how I look, but I love what my body can do. How tough you are. Yeah. Mm. Tough. No, I d- don't I'll cry because no, um, I don't feel very tough at the moment but like yeah it, it's but we we've yeah. talked a lot about this about how many people there are out there who are taking their health for granted yeah. and it's only until it bites them in the ass that mm. they suddenly make change whereas your experience is you have a fall you recover incredibly quickly yeah Jesus Christ, isn't it just as well I've been doing this rather than I've had a fall and now I'm incapacitated for weeks and weeks and it set me back on so many other things. And rather be at your 
your angle than the angle of oh Absolutely. shit if only I'd taken better care of myself. Absolutely, and like it's and you had an, you had another client didn't you who had similar had a fall yes. before Christmas and the doctor had said if you hadn't been as strong yes. as you are yeah, you'd yeah, have been in a worse position. And we actually might get her on in a few weeks. I'd love her yeah. to be a guest on the podcast because she's in her sixties and she had a fall very recently mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah we'll get her on to share her experience absolutely because it was really interesting but yeah it's strength training teaches you resilience it really does mentally and physically and demonstrates what your body is actually capable of when it needs to be yeah and I don't care if people think I'm boring or I bang on about sleep or I don't want to eat certain things I'm a hell of a lot more balanced than I used to be I have a hell of a lot of fun Mm. and I want to still be around having this much fun Mm. when I'm 80 Mm. and able to climb those bloody Mm. bloody mountains so and we will be yeah so yeah, that was just a little like win, little message for me. That's lovely. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you for joining us. We hope uh, that helped you a little bit navigate the world of supplements and we will be back next week. As always, if you do have any kind of uh, suggestions for topics, suggestions for things you'd like us to delve into, anything that really resonated you, I've had a few messages um, recently about the period pod, which have been absolutely lovely and both equally wonderful and heartbreaking to read. So thank you for your feedback about that. Um, yeah. Keep uh, it coming. Keep it coming and we will keep your podcast coming. So bye-bye from me. And bye-bye from me. <laughs>